Beyond Sin 385. Good afternoon. This is God. Beyond Synth is entirely supported by the listeners. Awesome people such as Retro Serenade, Wayland Kasky Geospatial, Forged in Neon, Slade, and A Star Apart. You're the best. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, and today is part three of Andy's Playlist Warehouse. That's right, all through December, we're getting through all the tracks I wanted to play this year, and we're chatting to the awesome listeners and Beyond Synth supporters who make this show possible and keep the lights on in the studio, so that's why I like to chat to them, and that's what we're going to do today. Music and chat, that's what Beyond Synth is all about. So, how about we get the show started with some music, and then we'll go chat to somebody. So, we got a cool one here from Future Fate. Marco introduced me to this artist. I think this was the other song he was going to play, but it's a really cool album. It's called Beyond Hyperdome, and if you like cool music and you're going to dig this, this is Future Fate with Kruger.
And that was Future Fate with the track Kruger off the album Beyond Hyperdome. We're here. It's Andy's Playlist Warehouse playing all this awesome music that I've collected over the year. I should stress that not all of this music is actually from this year. This is just music that I had sitting in my to play folder because these are tracks to play for you just in case you hear a song from like four years ago and go i thought andy said this stuff was from this year no my playlist is from this year that being said this album was from this year anyways we're listening to cool music and now let's go chat with a cool patron and listener of the show although i'm told he has to be quiet and if the baby wakes up he's gonna have to go but hopefully we get a few minutes of chat out of him before that happens he goes by the name cenotaph is that correct that is is correct yes do you actually say your actual name or is this like we're gonna do aliases here no 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 my name is wes wes evans wes evans a strong welsh surname yes so what's going on in wales today i'm just relaxing now before work this evening and i've just put the kid down well about an hour ago it was a battle. What do you do for work? I'm a delivery driver for a supermarket. They order online and then I take it to their house pretty much. At night time? Yep, yeah, it can go from 8 o'clock in the morning till 11 o'clock at night. But <laughs> there was one driver who didn't have a clue where he was going. Just like the, the legend of old Pete who fucking drove off a cliff with the groceries. He didn't last long, but... <laughs> He couldn't find a place in Bala in North Wales in the sticks. Mm. But yeah, he was looking for it. He couldn't find it. He couldn't get phone signal there. And he just drove around and around. And I think it was about half past one in the morning. He knocked on their door to try and deliver. And they just went apeshit at him and sent him on his way. And then I think he must have lost his job because I didn't see him after that. So the whole point is you're you're good at your job because you can go to Bala right away yes. without the need for a GPS. Well, no, I still need the GPS, but... So what would you have done in that situation? If I don't get signal, then you either drive to a place where you can get it or you just give it up and just say, nah, someone can deal with it tomorrow. (laughs) Do you have a cutoff? Like how many minutes before you're like, this is a lost cause address? (laughs) I think my latest was half 11 because they've got their lives to live. They've got their sleep to have and... I've got a job I want to keep, so... (laughs) So what do you do, though, if, like, the delivery is a whole bunch of milk? Yeah, I've done that. Well, then it's like, well, I'm not delivering their precious milk, and then what if the next day the milk is all green? Oh, no, no, it gets repicked. Okay. They repick it for them. But, yeah. Oh, I hate the milks. They got these little foil seals mm. and they just leak everywhere and it's been going on for years and it, it spills all over everything and yeah, I have to deduct it from the bill and try and wipe it up, but it doesn't you can't do it. Milk's milk, it gets everywhere, gets in all the nooks and crannies. So you guys still doing the glass bottles over there? <laughs> oh no, that's the milkman who shag your wife on the side. Nice. <laughs> So then what do you mean there's a seal on what? A plastic bottle? Have you got them there? Like they're four painters and they got this little foil seal on the plastic lid. And then there's like a, another plastic lid that you spin on top. But the milk can seep through the tiniest little gap. And then it just goes everywhere. And if you drive them around for four hours or whatever, it just splashes and causes all sorts of chaos. I'm looking forward to that tonight. Well, listen, while you're there, you can remember the cool songs we listened to on the show because we're going to play one right now. I got a cool track here from Mike Giver, Ooh, which we're going to listen to. This is Never Stop.
And that was Never Stop by Mike Giver. That's right. We're here, Andy's Playlist Warehouse. Getting to all the songs I didn't get a chance to play this year. So that's cool. And I'm talking to cool people like Wes Evans, a.k.a. Cenotaph, a.k.a. Grocery Delivery Man in Wales. He's good at his job. He's not going to get fired like that other dope that delivered groceries at one in the morning. Damn right. That family sent him on his way, but they don't send <laughs> you on your way, do they? They do not. Not yet, anyways. Do you get, like, a discount on groceries? Yeah, I get 10% off. Hey, it's not bad. Yeah, 15% off four days after payday. They know you're flush, so they try and get you to spend a bit more. Wait, what? Yeah, you get paid, mm-hmm. and then for four days after your payday, you get 15% off instead of 10 so you can spend all your money back there. That's interesting. I've never heard that before. I appreciate it, but, it, you know... No, like, it's good to get a, a discount on groceries. It's just that it's interesting to have a weird sort of time variable involved. It's because they know you get your wages in, and you feel like a king a little bit, so you throw your money down 15%. Hey, man, the price of groceries these days, I'll take any discount I can get. I tell you what, I shop at... Little and Aldi as much as Tesco. Don't tell them that, though. Yeah. I don't know what any of those words are, so <laughs> don't worry. I guarantee you I won't tell them any of that. Have you not got it over there? A what? You haven't got Little or Aldi? I, little or Aldi? <laughs> Al- Aldi. No. Aldi? No. They're German supermarkets. I don't think the supermarket chains and those sorts of things really make it uh, across the pond. Mm. You know, we might have some similar brands, but even then, we have different formulas, right? Our Cadbury's is different than your Cadbury's. And I know our Cadbury's is better. It is. I'm just saying. I'm no, sorry. it is. Like, yeah. the, the, I have no pride about that. Like, the, the <laughs> when we'd, I, I would have people who I used to work with, and they would uh, bring Cadbury's chocolate from England, yeah. and it's better. Like, it just is better. It's creamier. Mm-hmm. I think they use different kind of milk or whatever in the formula. Like the Cadbury's with the caramel. Because I love caramel bar over here, which is the same as Cadbury's caramel. Like, it's the it's the parallel product. Yeah. But the stuff from England was just definitively better. Like, there's no yeah. comparison. And I'll tell you a good one. Galaxy is better than their dairy milk, I think. You try Galaxy over there? I think it's, it's called Dove or something like that. Galaxy? Hold on. So it's called Galaxy Bar? Yeah. Okay, hold on. That's... That is real smooth. Galaxy Bar. Mm-hmm. White and brown packaging, I think. Okay, so it's made by... Is it Nestle? It's Mars. Oh. Mars Incorporated. It's also sold in the United States and Canada. Now, I've not ever seen this before, so I wonder if it's under a different name here. I wonder if ChatGPT knows this. Oh, fuck, I've stopped paying for ChatGPT4, though. I've never used ChatGPT. Oh, it's awesome. Is it like a better Google or something? It's really, really awesome. I know a lot of people, like, they want to be like, oh, you know, fucking AI is just a fad or whatever. I think people who say that don't use ChatGPT because it's literally like having, like, the most amazing secretary in the world, like, at your fingertips. (laughs) Like, just because it can write things for you, it can just, you can just say, like, write me a short story about Wes Evans and it'll just write it for me, you know, like, in, in the style of fucking Tolstoy or whatever, you know, like, it's fucking wicked. That sounds good. What do they call Galaxy Bar in Canada? Now, ChatGPT 3.5, however, is not as clever as 4. I'm on Windows 8.1, so can I even run ChatGPT? Yeah, because ChatGPT's on the web. You sound like an old man. Listen to you. <laughs> I'm 38, Andy. I feel old. <laughs> well, I'm your senior, so... I felt I, 38 I feel since I was 12, so... <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, look, how about this? This will liven you up with some cool music. Yes. So uh, let's listen to this one from TLF. This is Sad Is Fight. And that was Sad Is Fight from TLF, 
strange title, but uh, I do uh, enjoy that song. It is cool, and uh, it actually turned out that the guy from that is from another group who I had on the show before, and I never realized that because I don't do my homework, but that's okay. Anyways, the point is this. We're not talking about homework. We're talking about Wes Evans, a.k.a. Cenotaph, awesome Beyond Synth listener. We're chatting to him all the way from Wales. Oh, yeah. Is that my time to come in? Yeah. That's where you say, yes. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, master. What, 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 what else goes on over there? Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhaney come over now and then. What is that where the soccer team is? Yeah. <laughs> soccer. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> yeah. You bastard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's been great for the town. Or city now. We're a city. Wait, so that's your zone? That's my town, yeah. That's exciting. Yeah. Aren't they making like a TV show or something where they document the... Yeah, it's on FX, I think. There's two seasons now, but at the end of the last season, there was a little parade through the town and I stood outside KFC and I saw Ryan Reynolds hanging off a bus. So yeah, it was weird seeing him in person, you know. Were people happy to see this? Was he taller than you thought he would be or shorter? Uh-huh. He just wasn't very Deadpool-y. He just looked normal. Oh. He was very handsome, though. Because he, isn't he, like, about 60 or something? I- he's, not that old, <laughs> <laughs> he's old, but... Yeah, he's yeah, not- yeah. Everybody's old. Fuck him. He looks great mm. for his age. Same with the other guy, Rob. Yeah. From uh, Always Sunny. But I loved Always Sunny before Ryan Reynolds, but I love them both now. They've done wonders for the town. Did you get any new shops in because of uh, renewed interest in your village? Um, you got a KFC. Well, we always had that, but it's not a drive through so that's what we're craving for, a drive through goddammit. Why? I'm sick of standing. Shouldn't you be sick of driving if that's your job? It's <laughs> true, actually. Yeah, but I've stood there for years surrounded by idiots mm. you a big fan of chicken i am a fan of chicken yeah oh yeah mm. the hot wings though <laughs> <laughs> they're not too hot mm. they're just right you should write a thank you letter to the colonel say thank you for this delicious chicken it's just right i'll get me ouija board out for it yeah yeah, yeah. the colonel he'll <laughs> come from the grave and just be like <laughs> shoving ghost chicken in my mouth yeah 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 i'm down for that but he's an old man from a different time so he might not understand your your wild welsh accent do i even have an accent <laughs> i'm saying he wouldn't understand it because he's he's the back in the day you know what i mean oh yeah old he'd tiny. be confused and upset that these foreigners were eating his delicious food that he had made yes. specifically for the uh the good american boys and girls you know yeah and i'll demand my multi-pounds back that i've given him so come on colonel Give me that money. And and the multi-pounds you've put on <laughs> by eating all that fried chicken. Oh, we don't want to talk about that, Andy. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's just old age. It's not the chicken. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah. You tell yourself that, man, but I know exactly what's going on. You're sitting there in your car, and you're driving in the middle of nowhere in a field to deliver groceries, and all of a sudden you're yeah. like, maybe I'll uh, have some of this chicken that's in this bag. <laughs> and then when you show up to deliver the food, you're like, oh, they come that way? Yes. That's the way they come. They're just like, how come there's still half a chicken with like fucking bite marks out of it? Like, that's that's the way they are now. <laughs> that's a gimmick, you know? You know <laughs> selling point. I flick the indicator switch and I'm wheezing because I'm so out of shape. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I tell you what, yes. I'm going to flip the indicator switch right now on the music machine, which is going to play some more music because that's what we're doing here today at Andy's playlist warehouse. I got a warehouse of songs like this one from Jake Bettino from his Rook EP. This is It Couldn't End Any Other Way. 
And that was It Couldn't End Any Other Way by Jake Butino or Butino. Maybe it's Butino. Anyway, it's from the Rook EP, it's a cool song, and we're here listening to awesome music and chatting to cool people like Mr. Wes Evans, who likes delivering food to all the... Hungry customers. Yeah, yes. there you go. So when you're not delivering food, what do you do? You you have you have any hobbies? Do you have a train board? A what? You know, like when people build model trains? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Oh, I got a little one for the kid, but yeah, nah, nah, nah. I like to watch films and I like to eat cheeseburgers as I watch my crime shows. What kind of crimes make you excited? <laughs> you like murder? <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, I watch a lot of, it's going to sound bad now, but mm. <laughs> there's these shows where they follow the detectives from like the call of the 911 call mm. and then watches them drive to the scene and then it shows them exploring the scene for the first time. They blur some stuff out of course but then i'm like i'm seeing this unfold as i'm eating like a burger and stuff and it's like is this right should i be doing this when you're watching true crime things what's the appeal do you want to see them solve the crime yeah it's about the process it's not i'm not about like seeing blood or gore because it's all blurred out but i like the process of like what they do how they do it and the end result I find that interesting. Do you find yourself always rooting for that guy that, like, murdered his wife? Well, it depends what she did. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Very good, Wes Evans. Thanks. I'm not excusing them, but, you know, I'm scared my other half is going to listen to this and be afraid. No, I'm sure she knows that you care (laughs) and just a little weird every time she walks in the room and you're sitting there and you've like, you got like a party hat on and you're cheering every time the guy gets away with it. We're just like... Get the party poppers out here. There just wasn't enough evidence to convict him. And you just see the guy and like, yeah, she fell down the stairs. I swear to God. And he just gets <laughs> away in his fucking Ferrari that he paid for with the insurance money. And It was the owl who did it. Yeah. The owl attacked her. That's a true thing, by the way. What? Yeah, The Staircase. Have you ever heard of that one? Oh, the, the, it's on Netflix, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't that the one where the dude like killed a few of his wives or something? Yeah. Oh, this time it was the owl who knocked her down the stairs. But what about the other time? Hmm? Just the exact same situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's worth a watch yeah 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 is your baby awake yes can you hear him mm-hmm. I gotta run Andy I'm sorry <laughs> yeah 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 go 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 give him a swaddle or whatever thank you Andy it's been, it's been fun I've got to cuddle him <laughs> okay <laughs> take care take dude. care mate yeah, all the best <laughs> bye bye Alright, that was my chat with Cenotaph, a.k.a. Wes Evans, cool guy. I'm sure he's having fun out there right now, putting a baby to sleep. So look, let's listen to some more music and then go chat with somebody else. I got a cool one right here from Future Cop. This is The Voyager.
right, and that was Future Cup with the track The Voyager. That's a cool song. I had Future Cup on this season. At least I'm fairly sure it was this season. My brain is turning to mush. But anyways, the point is, it's a cool song, and we're listening to cool music all episode because it's Andy's Playlist Warehouse playing all the awesome songs that I've collected over the year to play for you and chatting with awesome Beyond Synth listeners and supporters like uh, the very cool Knight of Ducks, a.k.a. Julian. How's it going, man? Great, great. How are you today? I'm fantastic. That's right. It's the best day of my life. Is it? Oh, well. (laughs) It's a a good day. (laughs) All right, if you say so. So, what's the deal, man? I don't think I know too much about uh, the life of Julian, so what do you get up to? I work, play games, see friends. That kind of thing. Now, I'm noticing a disturbing trend of my listeners. They all seem to work in IT. Do you work in IT? Oh, God, no. My, my job is more mundane than that. Okay. <laughs> what do you do? I do Meals on Wheels. So you're a driver? You deliver food? Uh-huh. Do they keep them warm? Is there like a heater back there to keep the meals warm? Or do you just... How does that work? Yeah, there's like a little plate that they give us uh, that kind of keeps the, the food warm. It's funny. I haven't heard of Meals on Wheels in a long time. Mm-hmm. I guess it is still a thing, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is Meals on Wheels a company? It can be, but I, I work directly for the the county of uh, Morris. Okay, so this is like, a, is this like a government kind of job? Yeah, yeah, like a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, see, I never knew if Meals on Wheels was like a trademark thing or if the Meals on Wheels is like an idea, you know, and like anytime you're delivering food to old people, you just call it Meals on Wheels because it's catchy. Like, do the clients pay for the service? There's some services like that, but that's not what we do. We get donations Okay. From people, if they want to. But you don't do any cooking. You just drive the stuff. Yeah. Uh, we Well, we pack the food and then go off, usually. Well, what do you mean you pack the food? It's delivered from another vendor, and, you know, it's, it's already cooked. We just have to put it in these uh, containers and then, you know, deliver them. Wait, so does a vendor show up with, like, a big pot of soup, and then you have to pour the soup into a little cup? It's not really a pot, but it's like a... I think they call them Cambros. Yes, okay, like when they make uh, coffee for like 60 people, like those things. Yeah, yeah, like like those things. Mm-hmm. See, I knew what a Cambro was. How about that? Yeah, great. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I deserve a fucking pat on the back. <laughs> well, that's a nice job then, right? People need meals on wheels. Yeah, this is specific for senior citizens, so. Are you like an Amazon driver? Like you just kind of drop the meal off on the steps? Sometimes they'll have a cooler out and I just put it in there and just leave. So then like COVID didn't really like change your protocols? It did because some people uh, required us to go inside their houses or apartments. Ah. And we we didn't really do that once COVID happened. They stopped doing that. So Oh, they didn't give you like a hazmat suit? No. They should give you a hazmat suit with a little fucking front pouch thing like a kangaroo. And like that's where you keep the fucking food tray. <laughs> so like you go in with a hazmat suit and then they have to like, and then you unzip it and they have to like take the food tray out of your belly. Oh, that, that would have been so cool. I would have <laughs> enjoyed that, but no. <laughs> Well, I'd listen. I tell you what else is cool. Oh, what is, is uh, cool music? So uh, I want to listen to this one from Devours. This is uh, Medusa Unleaded. Cause I know we've been 
was Medusa Unleaded by Devours from his Homecoming Queen album. I had him on the show last season. He's a cool guy. And today we're just listening to all sorts of cool songs and talking to cool people like the awesome listeners and supporters of Beyond Synth, like Mr. Knight of Ducks, Julian. He's talking about Meals on Wheels. What else goes on there then when you're not uh, mealing on wheeling? Oh, you know, gaming, things like that. What's on the gaming menu today? I'm playing, uh, let's see, like Baldur's Gate 3 and the Dead Space remake. I did the other day, just out of curiosity, start the Dead Space game. Because I remember really liking the first two. 
or the first one especially, and then the second one was okay. Mm-hmm. And so I just wanted to see, and it uh, it seemed pretty cool. Like I started playing, I'm like, oh, this plays nice and it looks really good. But my Xbox is about to expire in like uh, a week, and so I'm like, do I really want to start playing this? Because I'm probably not going to beat it. It's good though. Like I I really like Dead Space. Like I I do want to play it again. Yeah, they did a really good job with the remake. Maybe I don't remember the original correctly, but the character you play as, did he talk in the original one? No. Aside from like uh, like the grunts, and I think he says something at the very end of the game, but he only spoke, I think, two and three on. Okay, so that is different then, right? Because I know at the start mm-hmm. he had dialogue, and at first I'm like, is another character talking? But then I started spinning the camera around, and I'm like, oh, he's talking. I'm like, that seems different. Yeah, so a lot of things feel differently, or like the interactions with some of the characters. And how's, how's Baldur's Gate going? Slow, but so so far so good. Maybe I'll play that in the new year. I feel like I want to save money, and so if I do buy a game, I want to buy a game that's like a 100-hour kind of game. So maybe that might be the one I play. It's definitely like, it, it's it's meaty. There's, there's a lot to do. I think I'm still like in the, the first part of the act one but yeah so so look man i'm sorry i gotta ask to everybody who's playing Baldur's gate three did you have sex with a bear <laughs> no okay i i found the guy though so i know who, who it is but i'm not gonna romance him this playthrough at least okay <laughs> <laughs> i wonder if i'd be missing out on a huge part of the story i know i've talked about this on the show before but like i just i never do the romance stuff and I feel like it sounds like that's a big part of Baldur's Gate. I think it's completely optional. I don't think it's has anything to do with the story, but just something fun on the side. The only thing I ever did was the, uh, what's your face, the blue chick in Mass Effect. And that's only because it was easy to do. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm such a... The Yara. I'm like a little boy when I play these games. I just want to shoot lasers at aliens and stuff. And then there's like some girl around going like, ooh, I want to be your girlfriend. I'm like, hey man, listen, we got to go to that planet and shoot some laser guns. <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> Yeah, because all the other characters, you got to try, right? Like, they, uh, you got to say the right things. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, fuck that. <laughs> and even the third one, too. Fucking, because um, I let Caden live. And then the third one, all of a sudden, Caden's like, hey, man, let's uh, be gay or whatever. And I was like, where'd this come from? Because, like, we we're just having coffee at the fucking Citadel or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think I could have had a relationship with him pretty easily, too, because it just seemed like, I don't know if that's an addition with the new one. Because I feel like in the original game, you couldn't romance Caden if you were a dude but then when i got to the third game he was just like hey just throwing it out there you know i'm like okay but uh, i ended up with the liara oh okay right I, no that <laughs> might be new too i think <laughs> that is great <laughs> listen i'll tell you what else is great is cool music so let's um i want to listen to this one from savaron and this is a cool song it's called a uh, transonic flow
And that was Transonic Flow by Savaron. And we're here in the Beyond Synth, Andy's Playlist Warehouse. So many songs to play, so many cool people to chat to, like Mr. Knight of Ducks. Yo. Julian, what does Knight of Ducks mean? Uh, just a corny username I thought of, like, years ago. Do you like ducks? They're okay, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> It was back when I wanted to, um, when I made my first Twitter account, I wanted Duck Knight because of um, Darkwing Duck. I saw an ad for a comic book that says uh, the Duck Knight Returns. Yes, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Twitter was like, oh, it's already taken. So I was like, all right, well, yeah, Ducks it is. Mm. Yeah, been on Twitter lately? No. <laughs> it's a real cool place. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking website sucks. Holy shit, it sucks so bad. Mm-hmm. So you're playing Baldur's Gate, you're doing Meals on Wheels. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else happens in the uh, in the life of Julian? Oh, I see people watch movies. You watched anything good? Oh, Thanksgiving was pretty fun. I'm not really big into like gross out horror movies. <laughs> I remember the trailer, like the original Thanksgiving trailer. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was always upset by that fucking trampoline thing. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll say this: they do recreate some of the scenes, but they're not as the trampoline scene is not as graphic as that. I think I'm just upset at the idea. <laughs> like, I think you don't need to see it to just be like, that's a mean idea. But people seem to be reviewing it well, so... Yeah, it's, it was a fun time. When I saw the trailer, I was like, this doesn't look great. So I kind of shat on the movie. Mm. Then I went to go see it and had a good time. My understanding is it's more just like kind of a traditional, like, uh, slasher kind of movie. It is, yeah. Did they put Michael Bean in it? No, was he supposed to be in that movie? Well, he was in the fake trailer. He played, like, the... Sheriff? No. I don't think anyone from the fake trailer was in the in the, the movie. I don't like to give these things away, but I've, I've been recording all these chats with the listeners. We're just a few days away from, because uh, you just saw, you say you just saw Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. and we're a few days away from Black Friday. Mm-hmm. You got any exciting Black Friday purchases you want to make? Um, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> not really, not at the moment. Whenever Black Friday happens, I will just sign into Amazon and scroll the deals page and waste like three hours of my life just like scrolling through things I have no interest or need to buy. Mm-hmm. And then I'll then I'll go, maybe Best Buy's got something and I'll go to their website and it's like a colossal waste of time like every Black Friday. Yeah, pretty much. And I think a lot of sites are just doing it earlier now. So it's like you don't even have to wait until Black Friday to see these deals. I still want to do it on the day though. I mean, that's part of the, the amazing ritual. Every year I do the same thing. I scroll through a bunch of stuff and then I will buy myself like a game console controller on discount mm-hmm. and that's usually like that's usually the better time to get like nintendo controllers because they never lower their prices but i don't even need one i just end up with these extra controllers or i'll get like a new 8-bit dough controller because mm-hmm. those are cool and then i just end up with this basket of controllers <laughs> what do you think about that julian <laughs> i think that's pretty cool yeah man i tell you what else is cool is starcadian so uh let's listen to this song from radio galaxy this is radio by starcadian
that was Starcadian with the track Radio from the album Radio Galaxy. We're listening to cool music and we're talking to cool people. We're here with Julian. He says he likes to watch movies, hang out with friends. Is that correct? Yeah, it's pretty lame, isn't it? Are you a young man or an old man? Is 35 old or young? That's like right in the middle. Yeah. Well, that's not bad. So I'm, I'm a few years your senior. I mean, I don't think anyone in this community is like under 30, right? Probably not. I mean, maybe they were at one time. Like I remember, well, like Perturbator when he first started making music and he was like in his early 20s. Oh, okay. That was like 2010, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But that was, yeah, 10 years ago. So. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Look at that, eh? How time flies. When you're having fun. You got any cool plans for the holidays? You doing something cool for Christmas or New Year's? Christmas, I think I'm going to spend it home with the folks. I'm not sure about New Year's yet. We usually don't do anything. New Year's is always disappointing. You got to go into New Year's with absolutely no expectations. Yeah, that's true. It is true. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any pets? No, no pets here. Get yourself a duck. Oh, those things are vicious, though. Are they? They're kind of, yeah. I don't know shit about ducks. (laughs) I actually know nothing about them. I've never really known anything about them. Well, they're horrible little things, apparently, so... Did you like Darkwing Duck? I did, yeah. It was a good show. Did they ever give a, like, in-universe reason why Launchpad McQuack was in that show? Like, did he ever mention Scrooge? If he did, I don't remember. Such a strange thing to just take a character from another show and he's... He is the same character. Yeah. And this is before shared universes became popular. Yeah, but that's the weird thing, because I don't even think it is a shared universe. I'd like it's, it's just he's just the same character in a different show. <laughs> I wonder actually, hold on. Do they ever address that Launchpad McQuack? It's Launchpad McQuack, right? Mm-hmm. Worked for Scrooge McDuck. In Darkwing Duck. It's a long question. In the Darkwing Duck animated series, which aired from 1991 to 92. That's it? Pretty short. Launchpad McQuack is indeed a character, but his connection to Scrooge McDuck is not explicitly addressed. The two shows share some characters, but they exist in separate universes, and there is no direct acknowledgement of Launchpad's previous employment with Scrooge McDuck. That's a weird explanation, but okay. So, man, what are we going to do about that? I don't know. I guess we can ruminate on it. Yeah, man. Well, we'll how about this? We'll ruminate as we listen to some music. All right. <laughs> I got a cool one here from Evans from the album Destiny. This is Space Birds.
And that was Space Birds by Evans from the album Destiny. And this is Andy's playlist warehouse. We're listening to cool songs and talking to cool people. I should probably hang up on you shortly, but uh, is there something you wanted to talk about? Not specifically. Do you ever get that thing where you're listening to the show and you're angry because I'm saying something stupid and you're like, hey man, I want to give Andy a piece of my goddamn mind. <laughs> no, I actually like it when you go on tangents. I don't, I don't mind it at all. See, look at that. You're a, what I call a, a good listener. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> just like, I just like it when people aren't mad at me. Actually, there is actually one thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. I actually own uh, New York Ripper on Blu-ray. I got it used. That's it. I've seen all the kills. Mm-hmm. There was a YouTube channel that just had the kills, and I watched them. And it was upsetting. Oh. And I didn't watch the rest of the film, so I don't have the context for how funny the rest of it is. Because like, that's like Marco's thing, is just like how funny the dubbing is and the weird dialogue and stuff. Oh, yeah. And all I know is just a seven-minute compilation of women being murdered in really weird ways. <laughs> and, like, that's my context. And so, like, I didn't... I don't think I saw any of the dialogue. Do they show the quacking? Because that's what the killer is known for. Yeah, I did hear some quacking, yeah. So is this the pattern here? You, you like Darkwing Duck? You like horror movies where people quack like ducks? Yeah, I think you figured me out. You know? <laughs> Wait, are you like a horror film guy then? Yeah, I, I, I enjoy them. Mm-hmm. I, I like slower paced ones that have like a big, I guess, payoff. When we say payoff, you mean like you want somebody's head to explode at the end? Yeah, okay, yeah, something like that. <laughs> That's what I call a payoff. Indeed. So is it a good transfer onto Blu-ray? Uh, you know, I actually haven't seen it yet. Where do you get a used copy? Was this from the internet, or did you find it in one of the old people's houses when you were delivering a meal? Uh, no, no. It's, uh, there's this shop that specializes in these kind of, like, cult Blu-rays. Mm. Like, they restore movies like that in Connecticut, so it's a cool place. So you're in Connecticut? No. <laughs> I'm in Jersey. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I see. So you, uh, you purchase these things online. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, you know, the, this whole scene is a big online thing, you know? So, um, yeah. Okay, I'm not going to be able to wrap it up that way. Um, let's see. Oh. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to, to tie together, weave, weave together the fucking threads. We got ducks. We got, uh, we got New York Ripper. We got Meals on Wheels. How, uh, how to, uh... How to tie this up in a bow. You ever driven a scooter? I've been on one, but I never drove one. Hmm. When you dig meals on wheels, do you have to drive a specific vehicle? Yeah, they, they have vans for us. Do you have to wear an outfit? No. There's no, like, hat? No, there's no uniform. I mean, they give us, like, stuff we can wear, but it's not required. Like, you don't get, like, a hat that looks like a meals on wheels tray? No. That'd be kind of cool, though. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> That's what I would make people do. I'd make people wear, like, a whole helmet that looked like a turkey or something. With, like, eye holes. <laughs> see, man, but this is why I'm not in charge of anything. Well, you should be. Yeah, see? I like your attitude. I should be. I should be in charge of everything, and everyone should be wearing turkey masks. Great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, listen, man. I'm going to hang up on you now. But uh, I want to say, uh, you know, thanks for being a cool listener, and thanks for being a cool supporter of the show. People like you make the lights... Keep, no, what's the phrase? Keep the lights on. You, you keep the lights on in the studio. There we go. You don't make the mm-hmm. lights. Unless you make mm-hmm, lights. No. Do you make lights? No. Mm, you keep them on. That's the important thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, man. You have a lovely New Jersey evening and have a happy holiday. All right. You too, Andy. All right. Take care, dude. Take care.
All right, and that was my chat with Knight of Ducks, a.k.a. Julian. If you want to be cool like Julian and support Beyond Synth, you can go to patreon.com slash beyondsynth. It's a cool thing to do, and uh, another cool thing to do is listen to awesome music. So let's listen to another song and then go chat with somebody else. So I want to listen to this one from Midnight Hi-Fi. This is High Rise.
And that was Midnight Hi-Fi with the track High Rise. That's a cool song. And this is a cool show. This is Andy's Playlist Warehouse on Beyond Synth. We're listening to all the cool music I wanted to play for you all year and chatting with awesome listeners and supporters of Beyond Synth. And we're here now with Mr. Joe Ozone himself, Joe Esposito. How's it going, man? I am doing well. I, I got to tell you, I've spent a long morning trying to find podcasts about Swedish porn or air fryers, and I'm just coming up empty. Hey, but, man. You know. All you need is Beyond Synth. Oh, that's what I hear. That's got all your porn, and that's it. That's about it? Just porn? Good. Well, it's nice to know your show hasn't changed much. Yeah, man. Well, I just figured uh, all these other websites seem to be a lot more popular than mine, and the key difference seems to be that there's porn on those ones, and there's no porn over here. So we're making some uh, adjustments. We just fired Sam Altman. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what a joke. <laughs> What the hell goes on? If the last year has shown nothing else, it's that all these companies that we used to think were somehow run by geniuses and masters of the business world are just as full of crap as you expect them to be. It's all just a bunch of smoke and mirrors. Yeah. Everyone except Elon Musk, who is a true revolutionary genius. Let me tell you something. Uh, That guy, (laughs) in some ways, once he is dead, there is something to be said about studying this man's life because I don't know of a modern figure who is simultaneously among the worst human beings that could be walking the globe and also responsible for some of the biggest advancements when you separate him from the advancements that we've had in the modern era. It is astonishing that this person exists. Yeah, again, I don't know the exact details of how these things work, but the reason why he's an enigma to me is because he's a dork who doesn't even really speak well, yet somehow manages to be have this weird form of charisma where he can like generate investment into his companies and stuff but at the same time you're like well what is it about this because if you actually watch the presentations he stutters his way through it and yet somehow he manages to fucking like get people on board to invest in these ideas and stuff like that and I think the only way I can rationalize it is that he has such obvious I don't know like not autism but like Asperger's or whatever right and the way that he presents himself and the way that he talks that people think he's more of a genius than he is because he's so strange is that it so you're like he's leading a tech company so he must be the real deal because look how weird and dorky he is so we'll invest in this tech company because he he seems like an actual dork is that it well i think it's partially that i think he also has a lot of money and people who want to do crazy (laughs) things gravitate towards people who have a lot of money because why waste my money when this idiot will give me his yep so that's a big part of it but i also think you're right i think a lot of people in the deep technology spaces tend to be on a spectrum somewhere and so when they see somebody else who appears to be and i don't know whether i really believe he is or not i think some of that might be a smoke screen and maybe it's just the drugs he's on or what i don't know i don't know i'm not a doctor Uh, others would have to speak to that but i think it's a combination of oh this person reminds me of myself somehow has a lot of money and to be fair because i don't want to just come across as a hater or whatever he jumped on two really early spaces which was the privatizing of space and autonomous vehicles or electric vehicles that were just ramping up and what i have read from people who worked for his companies and then left is he comes in he energizes everybody he says there's no limit on what we can do i'm gonna fund it you're gonna do what you want to do we're gonna make the future happen everybody gets excited and then there's a point where you realize that he's asking you to give up your entire life for him Mm. and that's when it tends to turn sour and that follows everything we've heard about him and twitter's the same thing he comes in and says well i'm gonna make it the everything app you'll be banking through twitter where anybody who's actually used twitter if you put your credit card anywhere near that app 
run for the hills. What are you doing? Don't do that. You know, it's crazy town. But again, he comes in and I'm sure the employees at first we walked in and said, we're going to do it all. And then, of course, he laid you know three quarters of them off. So fun for them. Yeah. He's a hype man, a hype man with a big bank account. But that's the thing that baffles me about him is that he is a hype man who's really bad at the hype. Like if you ever just watch his presentations, it's crazy because like he is a successful hype man, yet will sit there on stage fucking stuttering and bumbling through words and stuff where you're like, this is horrible. Like, but somehow it works. Think about it this way. Let's say somebody came to you that had his type of presentation style, but said, I have a deep bank account and I want you <laughs> to build the best music synthwave show because I know this space is going to jump off. It's been stagnant and people can't make it work. I'll make it work. Here's $2 million. You build the studio, you get the connections, you license whatever you want. We're going to make this thing happen. What do you care what he's functioning like? All you care about is this is what I want to do. This guy is enabling me to do what I want. If that happened, would you really care that he couldn't make it through a press conference? Or would you care that he's telling you that he's going to give you the latitude to do what you want to do? Yeah, you're right. Except we don't need Elon's money here. We just need to play awesome music. So uh, here's a track from Sebastian Svan. Uh, this is The Narrow Gate.
And that was the narrow gate from Sebastian Svan. And we're back on Andy's Playlist Warehouse playing awesome songs and chatting with cool Beyond Synth listeners and supporters like Mr. Joe Ozone here from the Ozone Late Night Podcast. We're talking about the enigma of Elon Musk on the surface being a dork who is somehow a very successful hype man despite... You know what it reminds me of? You remember when Nintendo released that image of Metroid Prime 4's logo like seven years ago? Oh yeah, yes. People lost their minds. That is Elon Musk to me. You know, I mean, what was the original date of Cybertruck? I mean, this is one of the things that if you actually step back from the cult of personality that he's engineered, most of his promises... I'm not going to say none of them have been met, but almost none of them have been met. He said we'd be on Mars by now. All this stuff. And it's all just bullshit. But again, if you believe in what he's trying to make happen, if you're a true believer, and again, I don't want to come off like these people are morons. I don't think it's that. I think people have a vision of something. And when somebody comes along and says, I can make that vision happen, and they appear to have enough money to do that, and they (laughs) appear to have genuine enthusiasm, they're going to buy into it. The part that I can't understand, honestly, of all of it, is how people don't disengage from it. There's a point where you have to sit there and go, wait a minute, this guy said we'd be on Mars and we're not. Perhaps I should start wondering about other things he stated, and a lot of people don't do that. Well, yeah, I guess people right now, they're just so, or at least the extreme people anyways, they're just so focused on like their worldview. Because mm-hmm. I will see some people hold certain ideas. If they're against certain things, they will scrutinize everything like the other side says. They will go back to things that they said fucking 10 years ago to prove their point, and yet somehow have such a shallow memory when it comes to a guy who consistently just makes up shit, and it can be clearly demonstrated like you'll just watch this old presentation and be like yes they'll be we'll be driving cyber trucks in the you know whatever year and this is like well that didn't happen clearly all these goals not being met and yet somehow like that's fine but then like some guy misspeaks at a press conference and you fucking talk about that for the rest of your lives like it's proof of something like right. it drives me nuts i don't understand it either but it is i i do think that that is just he is one example of a larger problem, which is exactly what you're talking about. People have lost the ability to be able to step back and periodically assess whether what they think is based on anything anymore. Yeah. And it's almost a fear thing where it's like, oh no, something changed. And now that must mean I'm, I, I, something's wrong with me. No, it doesn't. Things change. You know, I used to love Dennis Miller as a comedian when I was younger. I loved him. I mean, I, I thought he was just the best, one of the best comedians in my, that I knew of. And then 9-11 happened and he suddenly became extremely on one side of thinking and his comedy turned very mean and it wasn't funny anymore. It was just hateful. And I went, you know what? I don't like this comedian anymore. It doesn't mean there's something wrong with me. He changed and I don't align with what he's saying anymore. I still watch his old stuff and I enjoy it because he was more neutral then and just kind of threw acid on everybody, which is how I am. And he's not like that anymore. It doesn't mean it's not funny anymore. It just means this person changed and I can't back him at this point. And that's all it is. Yeah, because for me, it's the same thing. Like, I'm a reasonable person. So when those situations happen, it's not like some weird betrayal and I'm still able to enjoy the things I was already enjoying before. It's it's weird. Like a lot of people now, they just like, it's like once something bad happens, it like, tar- it, it de- obviously it depends. Obviously there's different degrees, you know, like if you find out like, your favorite filmmaker married his adoptive daughter Soon Yi. Sometimes it might color some of the plots of the films, but at the same time, some of those. What a bizarre hypothetical! <laughs> I don't know if that's ever happened in life. 
But at the same time, a good movie is a good movie. And the same with like comedy and stuff too. Like there's there's a lot of, uh, you know, comedians I like that maybe aren't, aren't in public favor right now, but I still enjoy their tone. And it's unfortunate that they happen to masturbate in front of a bunch of other female comedians. And, uh, but at the same time, it's like, ah, hey, there's still some good jokes in those old things though. So you just, you take what you can get. Again, your ability to conjure hypotheticals <laughs> is really great. You come up with these really interesting examples. It's this idea that, Everybody has to make their value judgment. I just had this discussion with a couple of authors because they did a book on Agatha Christie, who, like Lovecraft and many other authors, had some opinions in her time that maybe <laughs> haven't aged all that well. Not a fan of immigrants? She she had some interesting views on people who weren't like her. I guess I'll say it that way. And, and you know... <laughs> It's a common thing. And so there is this idea that you have to decide. It depends on how much the artist and the art are tied together. And like, I was never a fan of R. Kelly. Sure. But if I was, I don't know that I could listen to R. Kelly now because he is his art. Mm. When you know what he's done to listen to his music, you have to put a pretty big barrier up in your head. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't do it, but that is harder for me than, let's say, watching a movie with somebody in it that is has done something terrible because there's a million people in a movie. It's not one person. Yeah, movies is where I draw the line on that argument because like you said, like one person's reputation shouldn't sink a project that has like hundreds of people working on it. But look, speaking of reputations, uh, this show has a reputation for playing cool music. So I want to hear this one from Nightcrawler and then we'll keep chatting about this. So this is Nightcrawler featuring Mental Exile with Catharsis.
was Catharsis from Nightcrawler and Mental Exile, and you're listening to Andy's Playlist Warehouse, having a quick chat with Mr. Joe Ozone about separating the art from the artist, and uh, I was just saying that, uh, yeah, like when it comes to movies, I'm not keen on, like, dismissing a great film because one person involved happens to be a creep or something, and the only time it's weird is if there's some ironic aspect, like an actor is accused or convicted of something, and then, like, in the specific movie, they're, like, playing that thing. You know, like if there's a movie where Kevin Spacey plays a guy who uh, indecently assaults a bunch of young men. Well, it's it's funny you bring this up. Is it? (laughs) This was my exact example was Kevin Spacey. And I'm glad you finally used a specific example instead of your very vague hypotheticals from earlier. Mm. When I watch L.A. Confidential, which is a movie I adore. I love that movie. When he is investigating the homicide of the gay guy, that now plays very strange to me, knowing the things that I've read and and it seems like there's something. I don't know what exactly he's guilty of or not. Apparently nothing because I don't think he's been convicted. But that scene now is much different today than when I watched it before all the stuff with his weird videos and everything else came out. Yeah, yeah. When I watch that now, it is a bit icky to me. But I'm not going to not watch the movie because I want to see Russell Crowe as a monster who will destroy any room he's in. So whatever. And, you know, there again, apparently Russell Crowe ain't the nicest guy to people that's ar- that are around him either. But, you know, uh, I can still watch the movie because Guy Pierce puts a shotgun in an elevator and blows some guy's guts against yeah. the wall. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a case where it's like I'm not going to stop watching L.A. Confidential. For me, the, you know. yeah, the, the example that hits the closest besides like the comedian ones, there is a, an episode of classic Doctor Who in the Tom Baker years, which is like it's called the talent. Talons of Wang Chiang. Talons of Wang Chiang. <laughs> and the, the tough yeah. part is that episode has some of the best production value of classic Doctor Who, like these great outdoor shots where they filmed at nighttime. It's like, you know, 18th century. Everyone's in like these old school costumes. The costumes are great. The atmosphere, like very few Doctor Who episodes have that kind of atmosphere where they got like the smoke and they're doing a night shoot and it's really nighttime, you know, and like, so all the exteriors look great. The costumes are great. The story is good and the performances are good and it just so happens happens to have a villain who is a white guy in Chinese makeup and he looks like a Star Trek alien because his Asian eyes are literally like like a prosthetic like it's not like they just drew a little mascara on him like he's got a prosthetic forehead and it's so much worse than high def and you see it in high def it's like oh boy <laughs> and so and not only that but I actually think his performance is good like I actually think he's good and so it's 
tough because that probably was even wrong for the time that they did it. Like that's like 1976. Like to not hire an yeah. Asian guy and have a white guy in Chinese yeah. makeup. Like to me, the way you can assess those things without being like too woke or whatever is just substitute it for any other race and go like, would this be cool if yeah. if it was blackface? Would we still yes. have a problem? <laughs> yeah. Oh yes, we would. Yeah. So in that case, it's like okay, then it's so so it's that's a tough one because that episode is good. It doesn't offend me personally, and I can still watch it. But you know, like I I I don't know if I would like put on a public show and be like, we're going to watch an episode of Doctor Who for the you know a public screening. Like I don't think I would put that one on. Well, also though, you recognize that there's something wrong with it. I think that's another thing where people you can watch something that has a problematic element or whatever phrasing you want to use for it, yeah. and and as long as you understand that, I don't think you have to stop watching it. But as you said, would would I take that episode and go to the Asian community and say, look at this great example? of a, a layered fi- oh wait no of course not because I'm not stupid and I don't want to get you know stones thrown at me yeah but I also watch it and go yeah th- if they remade this episode you'd have to change it if they somehow brought this film back you couldn't do this again you couldn't do it yeah even when I was younger I knew it like this isn't one of those things like looking at it in the lens of 2023 like what they just did to Davros which I think I don't agree with that decision I don't know yeah if you- what the hell's going on with that well well, look, that's a fucking loaded question here. So we should play a song first, and then we'll keep talking about it. So I got one here from Ridless and Takahashi Jones. This is Moments. <laughs>
And that was Moments from Ridless and Takahashi Jones. And all month long, I am playing all the cool songs I didn't have a chance to play this year. And we're talking to the great listeners and supporters of Beyond Synth, like Mr. Joe Ozone. And we're going to have a quick Doctor Who chat now because uh, they just changed a classic Doctor Who villain because the producers don't like the idea of villains with disabilities or something. And this is a tough one because... Like, I understand the sentiment, but I don't know why they needed to say it. Because what happened was they had this stupid Children in Need special, which I think sucked. It was a Doctor Who scene that's supposed to be like a comedy scene. So it's got this comedy music in the background, which is garbage. Is that the one where he knocks the arm off and that's yeah, why he yeah, has yeah. the plunger? Yeah. Okay, I saw it. Yeah, that was so, weird. So, you know, the TARDIS appears and it's like, and Davros isn't in his chair and he's not mutated. He's just a guy. And so I'm like, okay, this is just a prequel. It doesn't quite make sense because technically I think Davros was mutated first first in the lore or whatever, although they don't explicitly say it in the show, but like I got the impression that, you know, he built his travel machine first, his life support system, and then that was sort of like what the Daleks were based on. That's how I read it. He was in that and he based the bottom of it on his chair. That yeah, so this was like kind of like anachronistic a bit. I'm like okay, but whatever. It's a, it, it's a comedy scene. Who cares? And then there was this additional thing behind the scenes where Russell Davies, like the producers coming back, talked about how this is actually what Davros looks like now because there is this trope in media for disabled villains and so they decided that in 2023 you know we're not going to have this villain in a wheelchair anymore the problem is like i understand the sentiment that he's addressing which is that it is a trope a lot of villains there is some sort of disability but mostly facial scarring i think is the most common one yeah you know like a villain will have a scar on his face or a scratch or his eye will be fucked up or he'll be missing a hand and have like a claw like i think every single james bond villain i think <laughs> like uses this trope yep. in some way but I don't know that villain in wheelchair specifically because he cites specifically villains in wheelchairs and now I'm like racking my brain for villains in wheelchairs oh no it's definitely a thing but I don't I don't think it's a solution no it's just dodging a perception so if you want to combat the idea that and I, I don't know that it's as ingrained as this is making it sound I mean there, yeah. there is a history of villains with deformities or disabilities absolutely there is and, and a lot of it goes back to just visual storytelling and it's very easy to distinguish people whereas if you have two muscle bound people yelling at each other well you know maybe you won't get that across I'm not saying it's a good thing or a bad thing necessarily but if you want to combat that then have one of the heroes be in a wheelchair too and make it a thing where you're empowering the other side of it they did that shit in Nightmare on Elm Street 3 yeah <laughs> they had the kid in the wheelchair become a wizard what? This is not difficult. We've solved these problems, folks. It's easy. Yeah, and wheelchairs was a big one in the 90s. Like oh, Nowadays, absolutely. the push is for, you know, more like kind of racial and sexual diversity on screen. But in the 90s, it was just putting characters with wheelchairs into stuff, like the person that stays at home base and works the computers. So, right. so I don't know. I, I, I don't know how to feel about this Doctor Who change, because mainly because I haven't really loved Doctor Who in 10 years anyways. And the idea that Russell Davies was going to save it is wishful thinking because I had problems with his run of Doctor Who. Yeah. Like, he writes nice character moments, but his stories don't make sense. Like, they never made sense and, like, I doubt these new episodes are gonna make sense either. Yeah. A lot A lot of it dissolves under logic water. As soon as you put a drop of that on there, it's gone. And it, uh, all that's left is, like you said, the character moments, which isn't nothing. It's not like that's not important, but it has to be part of a whole. Yes. And it's not. In terms of the thing with what's going on, I want to see as many different viewpoints as possible. I'm all for it. I want everybody to be represented. I want every to feel like there's a part of them in these shows it should be for everybody i don't think though that the way that you achieve that is to just erase things that you don't like instead you have to be able to actually grapple with them and say yeah okay davros is in a wheelchair so instead of just pretending he's not as if 
those old episodes don't exist, which they do, I'm sorry, they're there. Yeah. Then you put somebody who's heroic into a situation where they have a disability and you contrast it that way. Otherwise, you've just erased the chair. And what has that done except make somebody who might have, look, people like villains too. Yeah. Maybe people were cosplaying, I'm sure they were, as Davros to hide their wheelchair because it was awesome to talk like him. Well, now guess what? Screw your cosplay. No wheelchair for you. I'm also concerned that there is actually going to be a lore reason for this. Like, I have a funny suspicion they're about to, like, reboot Doctor Who's timeline. Oh, it wouldn't shock me at all. I mean, everybody's doing that multiverse and all the rest of it now. It's just, let's, everybody splashed on everything. Yep, and it's been very successful for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These uh, Andy's Playlist Warehouse episodes are probably going to be airing in, like, December. So by the time this comes out, the fucking several of these new Doctor Who specials will be out. So maybe the answers are in there and we're going to sound like idiots because it's going to be like, there's going to be a completely logical reason. There won't be, by the way, just so we're clear. So let's take a space. And now that those episodes out, we can see that we were right. (laughs) Take a space. And now that those episodes were out, I guess we were wrong and they figured out how to do it. So, you know. Oh, well, they won't. I mean, that's the thing. For all the people who think like Russell Davis is going to like save the show. He was never good at making sense. So like, there's not going to be a good reason for any of this. Like there's going to be no reason why the doctor, he regenerated in his clothes and the clothes changed. I, uh, if there isn't a plot reason for that, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to be some stupid thing. Like the trickster fucking manipulated the universe. And this regeneration's like some weird anomaly or something. That's like, whatever. Yeah. Hey, look, we got to go. Yeah, we gotta I got to hang up on you. You got to work. Yep. But listen, man, it's always a fun to chat. Uh, have a happy holiday. Merry Christmas and all that shit. Yep. Have a happy holiday, everybody. And hopefully Doctor Who gets better. It won't. But don't let that stop you from having a happy holiday. All right, buddy. And that was my chat with Joe Esposito, a.k.a. Joe Ozone. Hope you enjoyed that. Now, I'm trying to keep these shows at around two hours, and it looks like we still have nine minutes to kill, and I don't want to cut a conversation short right after the first sentence. So how about this? Let's end the episode with a big, epic 10-minute song. How about that? This is me having my cake and eating it, too. So I got a cool one here from Bad Dagger from the album Awake Until Dawn. A nice, big, long, epic song to end this episode with. So I hope you enjoyed the show and tune in next time to more Andy's playlist. We're going to be listening to more awesome music and talking to more people. It's going to be a good time. So we're going to end on this. This is Bad Dagger with Now We Live at Night. And I'll catch you all next time on Beyond Synth.
Beyond Synth Radio is produced by Andy Last. Check the show notes for more information on the musicians featured on the show. Consider supporting Beyond Synth at patreon.com slash beyondsynth. Thanks for listening. <laughs>